Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 15, when the house you rented is not as described, our camp shanty experience. This episode is about an experience I had recently in a short-term rental. And it was really, it wasn't the most fabulous experience, but it taught us a lot of lessons and it helped us see where we're on the right track. We decided to make a trip to see colors. We live in Florida, we don't have seasons, right? And our children are 15 and 18. They had never seen the leaves changing, that beautiful time of year in the mountains, through the Georgia mountains, North Carolina, Tennessee. So I decided we were gonna take a four day vacation. I squeezed it in, in between rentals, that we could be gone, actually we were gone four nights, that we were gonna go and I was gonna rent an Airbnb or VRBO, whichever the one that I found, which obviously most of them are on both. And we were going to experience fall in a new place with the leaves changing and wearing our jackets as the family. And then we decided we wanted to invite our in-laws. So my father-in-law and mother-in-law are wonderful people. I love them dearly. And they have treated us to vacations for the last 30 years. So my husband and I were so excited to be able to treat them this time. We wanted to do everything. We wanted to get the house and pay for all the different things and do different activities with them. You know, they're in their 80s and we just thought it'd be a great time to spend time together and enjoy that. So we were thrilled. Well, this is what happened. (laughs) I am a short-term rental owner. I focus on that side. And I don't spend a lot of time looking for places to go. There are several places, you know, I have on my wish list, places I want to visit, and I do kind of keep track of places in the area. But actually finding one for the six of us, there were going to be six of us, and deciding where to go. So I decided, kind of narrowed it down to uh, Bryson City is where we were going to do a train ride. So I kind of was looking in that Bryson City area. Now I didn't do this super far in advance, like you should for changing of the season. And I did it about three to four weeks out, which really is kind of late for that season. People book that early on, but I knew I could find something. We we would be fine. Whether where we had to go, I was fine with the range. Started in Bryson City, couldn't really find something, but I started finding all these cute places. So I would, mark them, you know, put them in my little book, you know, you can make on Airbnb and VRBO places you'd like to go. So I was starting this whole thing and I ended up with 20 places on there and they all start looking the same, don't they? (laughs) And my husband said, you got to book it. You got to book it. We're running out of time. You got to book it. And I'm like, I can't, there's so many things. Do we want this? Do we want that? We had a couple things that we needed. So we needed to find a place where you could walk in the front and not have stairs to a bedroom. That was really important for my in-laws not to really have too many stairs, you know, that they had to go up and down all the time. 
So finding a place, it didn't matter if it was two-story, but if we had a bedroom on that first level where they could enjoy being there without having to go up and down stairs. So that was first on my list. And we needed at least three bedrooms because there was six of us. There's me and my husband, my mother and father-in-law, and then my two boys. And my first thought originally was I would love it if they could have their own room because they share at home. They've always shared if we could do that for a vacation, but if they shared a room, it was perfectly fine. But I didn't want them to have to sleep on a couch or a pullout. I didn't want that for them for this particular trip. So I started searching and then narrowing it down and I'm ending up moving further and further kind of east, which was fine. And I end up uh, in between Bryson City and Maggie Valley was where I was narrowing down these mountain. I, you know, I wanted the cute cabin feel. That's what I really wanted, but it wasn't working out. <laughs> what we ended up with, I narrowed it down to five. And then I said to my husband, that's it. Here's five and I want you to pick it because I can't. There's this one, you know, different things you like about certain ones. You're going to have to do it. So he gets on there. First glance, this one. Let's pick this one. And I had that thought. I'm like, there was something about that one. Nope, nope. That's what we're doing. We're going to do this one right here. All right. Well, he was looking at the price probably. <laughs> this particular one said it was a new listing and it was sort of cabiny. When you look at the pictures, the pictures of course were fantastic because when you have professional pictures, which everyone should do, that'll be another episode, is sometimes you can make your place look so fabulous that it isn't really what it looks like when your guests get there. So this one actually was a very good price and they said because it was a new listing, they were trying to get bookings in there, so the price was lower. This was done by a management company. What I did find in that particular area is many of them were done by a management company and not by owner. And honestly, I was, was looking for a, one that was taking managed by the owner or a person, not a management company, because I have heard some stories about places that really are not taken care of as well. And we have a few in our area done by a management company and their, you know, their reviews state that they're not really kept up as they should. And you never know, you know, is it the management company? Are the owners long distance and they really have no idea of what's going on? Or the management company is just getting bookings and listings and they really don't care what's going on inside the house. I don't know, could be either one. So that was my first sort of turnoff about this place. However, that seemed to be the norm in that particular area. Now, those mountain little towns and cabins, they have been short-term renting in those areas forever. People have been doing this long before Airbnb or VRBO was around. And, you know, a lot of people live in different places and that was their family's cabin or it's a place they go to each year for vacation and they can't seem, you know, they can't manage it themselves. So a lot of those places, that's what they do. It's real popular. So we're excited, we pack, we drive, we drive all day. It was about nine hours to get there. And we, I like to get to places before dark, just because. <laughs> it was a tall, you know, windy, mountainous road, which of course we're not used to, but it's fun. And we, we find the road and we pull off. And it was a little unclear where we were supposed to park because that wasn't 
uh, shown to us in the listing or where we should park. But there was a two-car carport that was next door to the cabinesque property. And so we had two cars. We had to take two cars with us, so we pulled in there. And we look at it, and we're like, is this, is this the right one? Is that, is that the cabin? Is that the one that we picked? That's usually your first clue. <laughs> the front of the place doesn't look like what you thought it looked like in the picture. There might be a problem. But I said, well, you know, it's getting dusk, and I don't know. I will be fine. So I read the check-in instructions, which were clear. It, there was a lockbox with a key. And of course, first off, my husband's like, why would they have a key? They shouldn't have a key right here, blah, 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 blah. I said, everybody does things differently, who cares? We get in, I open the door, and I was like, instead of, oh, how cute, it was, huh, hmm, this is really a lot smaller and darker than I anticipated it to be. And we all get in, and we're tired, we've been driving all day, so now we're like, okay, where's everyone sleeping, blah, blah, blah. My in-laws, that's one that I chose. They had you know, a nice front porch and you walk in and their room was right there to the left so they could go in and they went to their room and there's no overhead lights, which is fine. So there was bedside lamps and my mother-in-law goes over so she can see because it's really dark in there, you can't really see. And she goes to turn the lamp on. She says, well, my lamp's not working. So my father-in-law goes to his side of the bed and he turns the lamp on and her lamp doesn't have a light bulb in it. So we're like, oh, well, that's odd. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll see if we can find a light bulb somewhere else. Oh, no, it's fine, we can see, we're good, blah, 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 blah. The next room was the boys' room, and it was a twin over full in sort of like an alley-sized room. So you just had enough room to get out of the bed and get through the door. There was a dresser in there and it was pretty close to the ceiling. It was, I don't, I'm not sure if that was an add-on little piece or what that was, but it was pretty close to the ceiling. And so I made an executive decision right off the bat because my younger son sleeps on the top bunk at home and he really wants to go back to the bottom bunk and my older son won't let him. So I said, all right, for this vacation, you are gonna sleep on the bottom, my younger son, my older son's gonna sleep on top. Little did I know later on that was the best decision. My younger son is a big boy. He is pushing 6'4". He looks like a giant football player. And my other son has thinned out quite a bit and he's skinny, he's tall, but he's, he's thin. Come to find out that the board is not a piece of plywood that the twin upper mattress sits on. It was a piece of press wood that was cracking and bending and there were no supports under the that piece of wood. Normally if you have a, a bunk bed, you know, you have the two by fours that support your piece of plywood. There were no supports and it was a piece of uh, particle board that was up there. <laughs> so I'm afraid my older son could have been crushed to death <laughs> during that visit. But we didn't discover that until a few days later. All right, so now we're, you know, we're getting our stuff, we're unpacking, it's dark outside, and we knew that our room, my husband and I, was gonna be downstairs. Now originally, they, you could go down a flight of stairs on the outside, the side of the house, 
and enter through a porch area, which would have been fine with me if that's you know how you do it, that was fine. But what they did to connect the two was, and we read this in the listing, that there was a spiral staircase to go down to the master bedroom. <laughs> so the spiral staircase, actually they cut a hole in the floor. I think you've heard this story before and in the same state, cut a hole in the floor big enough to shove the spiral staircase down the hole. And then they bolted it to the floor, but there was not a finishing around it to secure it. And the spiral pieces for the railing were, they, it wasn't PVC, it was something really flexible, like flexible tubing of some sort. And so it wasn't actually secured in a very good way. And so I took one look at those stairs and I was like, mm, mm -mm, I'm not sure about that. Well, of course, my younger son thought it was fabulous. Oh, it's fine, you can go up down the stairs, it's fine. So I did go down. I think I went down and up one time during our stay. But the more we did it, the more they realized that it wasn't that fabulous of an idea. So we, we have to take our luggage anyway. You're not gonna get luggage down these particular spiral stairs. So we go out and around and through the door, which is perfectly fine. There was a hot tub down there on that nice patio. Nice view of the mountains, a fire pit out there, which was described. And we go into our room. And so in the photographs of this master bedroom that they call it, a secluded master bedroom, they show in the pictures a nice big bed and these two comfy chairs that there's a TV area, there's a workstation, and there's a full bath down there. And all of that is wonderful. We just wanted a place to sleep and we did need a secondary bathroom from the bathroom upstairs. So we bring our stuff down and we were just down there briefly because we were gonna go back up and get settled upstairs. And we walk in and I'm like, what on earth? What this really was, was an unfinished open area at some point that they closed in. And it's exposed wiring and exposed uh, ductwork for the upstairs. And the floor was like you had poured uh, cement on the floor and then everybody swirled their hands around in it all over the floor. So it was very lumpy and bumpy and gritty. So there's no way in the world you could ever go without shoes on this particular floor, not to mention how you could clean that type of floor. We won't go there at this point. So we put our stuff down and I was like, hmm, we turn on some lights. We go back outside and back up into the main part. And I start looking around and of course, I bring lots of food and snacks because I have a plan. I have a meal plan for our trip and all those kinds of things. So I'm getting settled in and I'm like, oh, well, where, where's y'all's bathroom? So let's go look. Well, the bathroom isn't accessible through the living area. You have to go through one of the bedrooms. Well, that's okay. So I go through, uh, so there's a door on each end of the bathroom and it's a full bath. And this place was built probably in the early fifties. And so it's original in the bathroom. And it's very original with some possible work done to it that either wasn't finished or a very good job. So it doesn't look clean. That doesn't mean that it could not have been clean. It just didn't look clean. 
So I walk in just to take a quick glance around and I look at the towels that are folded in a little rack above the toilet. And I was like, what on earth is that? And it was a big wad of hair, like just hanging off of the towels. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I take it, I put it in the garbage. So then I pulled down a towel because I thought, is that just an accident? I mean, if you look up there, you could see it, but maybe the cleaner was in a rush. So I pulled down a towel and in each and every towel was hair. Not just a single hair, which can happen. It was a lot of hair in the towels. So I thought, oh, that is the one thing I didn't bring and it did cross my mind because we were driving, but I did not put towels in the car. So I put, I take them all down, I try to clean them up and I put them back up there. And these towels actually look like they're from 1955 and they have bleach stains and all kinds of stains on them. There wasn't one towel that looked like it was from the last five years. And that really was off-putting for me. Do my boys care? No. And my in-laws said that they didn't care. But I was, you know, I was a little upset because I was really, I was so excited about taking them on this trip. And I know they don't care. They are super cool. Both of them grew up on farms and, you know, I mean, they, they really didn't care. They were just happy to be there, but I was, I was a little unhappy about that. So I was really unhappy about the way the towels looked. That was, uh, uh. so then I look at the toilet paper because I look at the toilet paper and I did bring toilet paper with me. <laughs> I looked at the toilet paper and there's part of a roll on there. And I thought, oh, well, I'll let me look around to get some, you know, see where the rest is. There was no more toilet paper in that bathroom whatsoever. And I thought, if that roll lasts till morning, we'll be lucky. So we look around and I thought, you know, this is a lot smaller than I anticipated. And everyone was like, well, you know, we're, we're gonna be doing stuff during the day. We're really just gonna be here a little bit at night. It's perfectly fine. So we go to sit down for a few minutes in the living room. And what's my number one pet peeve about furnishing a rental? Is to have enough seating for the number of people that you sleep. So this place slept seven and there was seating for four. So what are the other people supposed to do? I'm not exactly sure. So one of my boys, of course, the boys are out of luck. If you're, you know, if, if you're the youngest in the bunch, you know, you get the floor. So they were trying to be creative different ways where they could sit. But that was very irritating because that's, I don't care where we are. If, if we're in a palace, if there's not enough seating for the number of people sleeping, seating that you can bring from another area even, it's really off-putting. And the eating area had three chairs three chairs for seven people. I'm not exactly sure where everyone else is supposed to eat. It's the rotation idea again, that's what it is. So anyway, we get settled, we're gonna go to bed. Everybody gets, you know, I put stuff away. The freezer was a bit dirty and had some food kinda stuck on things. And I was like, well, maybe she missed the freezer. The refrigerator was okay. And I looked around for different things they had coffee, they had a Keurig style, they had coffee there for you, that was nice. And offhand, I couldn't seem to find plates and bowls because I had brought cereal for breakfast the next morning. 
and I couldn't seem to find plates and bowls. But so I did find that, but there wasn't very many. There was just a couple. So I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna have to wash dishes after breakfast. What's my second pet peeve? <laughs> Is that we have enough for us to at least have a meal, but three would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Well, we check out the back porch before we go back downstairs because it said it had a screened in porch, you know, off of that main level. It had a uh, propane fire pit uh, where you could relax and enjoy the mountainous view. And we go out there and it looks like things have been sitting around since somebody's been doing some kind of work since 1978. So the furniture is a wrought iron furniture, which I'm not against wrought iron, I love it, but the cushions were definitely from, I don't know, maybe the 70s, and it showed, it wasn't, you know, if it's clean and in good shape, I'm all for it. This eh, was not, and again, there wasn't enough seating for all of us to sit out on that porch together. Now then, there were three propane tanks just sitting around, about five mops, brooms, a Swiffer and all these other kind of cleaning things sort of leaned up against the wall but I'm not sure maybe they forgot where they put them because they didn't exactly use them on the inside maybe I should have told them where they were anyway then there was some things hanging on the wall that had been there at least 25 years and hadn't been even wiped out the cobwebs or anything like that and there were three propane tanks which they said they provided propane for the fire pit on the, the upper deck and for the grills out on the outside of the screen porch. Great. So we said, okay, well, let's enjoy the fire pit before we go to bed. Just, you know, I got to turn it on. I love that feel. Let's kind of gather around and, and we'll just sit out here for a few minutes. So we turn it on and we're sitting there and it's about five minutes. And you know what happens when you run out of propane on those fire pits? Your flame gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then it's gone. Okay, well, there's three other tanks sitting here. So let's just switch it out and then we'll be ready for tomorrow. So my husband goes to tank one. He's like, no, this is empty. No, we have the fire pits. We do this all the time. We, you know, we know how to do this. Really? It's empty? Yep. Goes to tank number two. No, this one's empty too. What? Goes to the third tank. There's a little bit less, he says, maybe a little bit less than half a tank. You gotta be kidding me. Is that all that we have? Think so. I don't think there's one hook to the grill outside. Well, that's a bummer because they said they provided it. If they said they didn't provide it, I'm on board with that. They said they provided the propane for those specific items. So my husband hooks those up and I said, okay, well, I guess we're done for tonight because I don't want to run out of propane. All right, let's go to bed. Everyone goes to their prospective places. I go down the outside because I'm a little leery of those spiral stairs and I go into our room and my husband says, oh, you're going to love the bathroom. <laughs> and I said, well, how bad can it be? You know, I'm pretty flexible. You know, so I go into the bathroom and the shower looks like it had, well, it looked clean, but there was a ton of hair all over the floor in the bottom of the shower, which that gets me. And then inside the toilet, 
which it was it was an old toilet and I'm I'm not bashing an old toilet if it's clean I'm cool but in this toilet was this very strange purple stain I'm not exactly sure what it was was it cleaner was it something stuck on there was it a stain I don't know but it was very odd the top part was purple the bottom part was kind of a rusty orange color it was very strange I thought okay I checked the seat and all that I kind of wipe it down myself I'm good I can deal with it sink looks pretty clean brush my teeth I'm all set and I go to the bed and my husband just starts a little giggle and I thought oh boy here we go <laughs> and it was quite chilly you know the temperature of course this was October late October the temperature was a little bit chilly and I had brought several layers you know different things to wear different days and so I go over to the bed and it has a big giant you know fancy old time like maybe 80s comforter on it that has you know embroidery or gold whatever it's one of those that not quite sure how you wash it I gotta have things that are washed not quite sure you can wash it and I was like well I'm just be telling you I'm not using that all right so I lay, fold that back and then my husband says oh, it's a it's an electric blanket I said oh an electric blanket he says yeah but look at it it was an electric blanket from 1975 with the coils all in it and that you know dusty bluish greenish color from your great-grandmother's house and I thought oh my oh my and then my husband says you can't wash those things you can't put those things in the washer this probably hadn't been washed in 50 years all right well that's coming off I'm not sleeping on that then I fold back the sheets sure enough what do you think I find big wads of hair all right <clears throat> it's time to get a different mindset here so listen I like camping with the best of them I can primitive camp oh yes I can I can go to the bathroom in the woods without problem but I have to mentally be prepared I can mentally prepare myself for any situation I wasn't mentally prepared to come to this cabin that I had rented for all of us to have this nice cozy comfy cabin getaway and for it to turn into a camp shanty within the first hour of our visit so I told my husband I'm like all right this is what we got to do and he was really unhappy he's like look I am not happy about this I'm not happy about this room we're laying here exposed wiring duct work all of this above our heads this is not a room <laughs> this is like an unfinished open basement I don't know what it is and I said there's nowhere else for us to go all the places that we passed no vacancy no vacancy no vacancy this is the busiest time of year we're here in peak season we're only here three or four nights let's just suck it up let's get our minds into the camping mentality so I clean off the sheets and I get in I forgot to bring a sheet for myself I won't forget next time <laughs> so I get in my pajamas with the long sleeves and I was a little bit cold so what I did was I took one of my jackets and I put my arms through them like the opposite way so I could and I did but I did bring my own pillow all right so I have my own pillow lay my head on my pillow put my arms through the jacket the opposite way and lay down and get it you know just one little area of the bed that I can sleep in and I'm like okay I can do this I can do this if I can just fall asleep 
We'll wake up to a new day. Everything's going to look a lot better. All right. Okay. Good night. We're good. We're joining. All right. <sighs> we're laying there. And about 10 minutes later, just when I'm about to nod off because I've been driving all day, we hear a... I said, Curtis, what was that? He says, you know, that kind of sounded like... And then all of a sudden, poof! And now we're... Yeah, what is that? I don't, I don't know. I think it's a furnace. A what? What? I mean, there's a heat furnace in here? I don't know. It's above our heads and beside us, roaring like we are inside of some sort of a wind tunnel, cold steam engine. I don't know. So my husband gets out of bed, and there were these doors beside our bed, which we hadn't opened. And he opened the door, and there's this giant furnace. So it was the pilot light that we heard, the and then the where it lights it and then it's pushing that air above us through all of these things above us into the second floor to heat the second floor and I thought what on earth I mean they need to tell you because you cannot you can't even talk to the person lying next to you in the bed it was so loud so then I was just like this is ridiculous so all night long every 20 minutes it did this all night long. I said, we aren't gonna sleep for four days. What are we gonna do? We're the drivers in the bunch. What are we gonna do? I don't know. So you could sleep up off and on. You could sleep about 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and then you're woken up by that. So we get up the next morning. Did you guys hear that noise? What noise? We didn't hear a noise. It was perfectly quiet up here. What? So we go to the thermostat and we actually turn it down because I think they had it maybe on 76. I'm like, look, you people can tough it out a little bit up here. I'm putting this baby down on 70. Let's get some blankets, okay? So the next night, it didn't come on at all, which is fabulous. The temperature had warmed up quite a bit, so we did get a little bit of sleep that second night, but the next few nights, all, I mean, all night long. And so the last night we were there, we're just laying there waiting, because we know it's gonna happen. And so the last night, we're like, it goes off, and we just start giggling. It was one of those situations where, you know, we've made it through. It's our last night. Thank you. We get to go home tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to make it. We're going to make it through this last night. And we're giggling, and we're giggling, and we're giggling. And I said, you know, it's one of those times where we're going to have a story to tell. It was kind of a super pain to go through it and get aggravated and all those different things. But what a story. And those are the stories where you have to go through aggravation, right? That are the best stories to tell later on. So as we go through, I know this podcast is long, but I just want to share with you some of the things that happened in this cabin. We could go on a couple episodes probably, but I'm going to share a couple of things that was, you know, part of our experience. So in the kitchen, we needed paper towels. And so I opened the cabinet underneath the cabinets had been painted on the outside, but they were original on the inside, which is fine. If it's clean, I'm good. But I opened the bottom cabinet. I saw a roll of paper towels. I picked up the paper towels. They were completely moldy from the bottom up. There was no way on God's green earth that you could use any piece of this paper towel roll. 
It was disgusting. So then I thought, okay, what else is happening underneath this sink here? I'm not exactly sure. So I did have some paper towels in my trunk. We used those. We discovered the particle board on, I think, the, the third night, the particle board, which I was very concerned about. If That would have been really a bad deal if that broke when we were there. We talked about the stains on the towels, the hair in the showers, the hair in the sheets, the electric blanket that probably hasn't been washed in 50 years, the puffy comforter, and it did smell. It had that that scent, the kind of the old lady scent. I always hate to say old lady because I think I'm heading in that direction, but it was that old lady scent on the comforter that was in our room. The other bedrooms actually had washable quilts on them, which is what I use in our place. They were washable, but downstairs, which I'm thinking that was the owner, maybe they used that room. And then our furnace, of course, that was so loud we couldn't sleep. We had the unfinished exposed wiring, uh, the wobbly staircase. And then my husband, you know, he's a handyman. He does a lot of building and stuff. And of course, he just starts looking at things from a different perspective that you really don't want to hear when you're sleeping in the bed with these above you. And he says, you know, they cut all the floor joists for the staircase. And they that's not code at all. That's, there's no way that that is safe and secure. I said, well, don't tell me this when I'm sleeping under <laughs> this thing. <laughs> and so the upstairs, the floor was really soft all around that area where they had put in that staircase. And then little things where we didn't have light bulbs and a lot of the lamps and there wasn't ceiling lights. So there was no other way to light the place except for lamps. And we didn't have enough light bulbs for all of the lamps. We also couldn't get the television to work. Again, we did everything (laughs) in our power to get the televisions to work and it just wasn't happening. I, I don't really know what was the problem. There's six of us there. Every single one of us try with our technical wizardry and there was no watching TV or movie or anything whatsoever there. Now we, you know, I want the fire. I want a fire in the fire pit that's out in the yard. We're going to roast marshmallows. That's our last night. We're going to cook hot dogs. And in the listing, it says that they provide firewood. If you don't provide firewood, cool. I'm going to go and buy some. But they said they provided firewood. So we go down there with all of our stuff and we're gonna build a fire, and my boys are looking for the wood. I said, well, they they said it's here. They said it's right here around the fire pit. There was no wood. There was large trees that had been cut down about 10, 15 years ago that were rotted and very large. That's the only thing that was there. So if you got two people to pick up these things and put it in the fire pit, I'm not exactly sure you could get it to light. I'm not sure. We looked everywhere. There was no usable firewood at this place. So they hopped in the car as it's getting dark and they found a place open where they could get firewood. So that was an extra thing that we had to do that if I had known there wasn't firewood, I would have taken care of that ahead of time if I knew that. But it said in the listing, specifically, they provided firewood. The moral of my story is, what do you do when the place you rent is not as described? So that is super important when you're creating your own short-term rental 
to be honest, if you have some quirky things, there's a lot of people that like quirky things. Be honest and upfront or you're going to have disappointed guests. Was this the management company's fault or was it the owner's? We read in their little book that this had been their family's place for since the 19 early 50s and that they had decided to share it with others. Okay, a lot of their personal things were in there. Nothing was really updated. It's like no one shared with them things to do and prepare for for guests. And if they hired the management company, maybe they're distant owners, why wouldn't the management company, why wouldn't that be a part of their service to guide an owner on how an STR should be set up for guests? Or do they care? Do they just want to maximize and get as many listings as possible? Uh, they were the ones that lowered that price to get heads and beds as many as possible in that period of time so they could fill the calendar and fill their pockets as well. Is that their goal? I'm not exactly sure. So I wasn't, you know, we all got in that camp shanty mentality. We enjoyed our time in the area. It was the most fabulous vacation. You know, there were lots of things going on in the world, you know, work shortages for people. So Eating out was difficult, but we had an enjoyable time. We enjoyed our time. We made memories. We can laugh at our stay at the Camp Shanty now. But, you know, my husband says, do you think we're not going to be able to stay in rentals anymore because we're owners now and we are nitpicky? And I said, no, I don't look at it that way at all. I would love to stay in other people's places. I love you know, staying and enjoying other people's spaces. But this really was sort of off the chart on so many things piled up that really was off-putting to people. Now, you're probably thinking, well, didn't you read the reviews? Well, this was a new property. And when you sign up with a management company, a lot of the reviews that might show up with them belong to the management company from other places. Now, from the time I booked, there was, I think, one review okay, when I booked the property that was uh, had no indicators of the things that we discovered there. Now, from the time I booked, a few weeks later, you know how the time goes through to be able to do your review and then they show up. I really didn't pay attention. I had a lot of work going on, a lot of change over here. And so then the next day at the cabin, I pulled it back up again and there were several more reviews on there. Well, none were scathing, but several of them sort of hinted to possible issues. And then one said that, you know, it wasn't super clean, it met their needs, and that she tended to find, uh, as many years as she'd stayed in the area, that that was the norm. Okay, so was it the norm in that area for those cabins to be less than ideal and not as described is the demand so high in that area that they don't have to worry about being super clean and having things like that for guests because people are going to rent it anyway. I don't know what the score was, but it really kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and my husband's. Everybody else, nobody cared. We had a great time. And you know we can talk about our camp shanty experience and laugh about it. But when you're creating yours, please be truthful. Please do not overexpose and overaccentuate your photographs to where 
We want guests to pull up to your home and open the door and go, I love it, and not go, oh, this looks nothing like what I saw. That's what we don't want. So keep my experience in mind and what we experienced, what we discovered. All those things could have been remedied pretty quickly. Some of them I might not have minded if I knew in advance. I probably couldn't have gotten past the bedroom noise situation, and I'm not quite sure how they would remedy that, but I was very disappointed that I couldn't get good rest when I was there, and that you know that's super important. So that's my camp shanty experience on when you rent a short-term rental and it's not as described. We hope that never happens to you. And if you have some similar stories, love to hear that and how we can help each other because I want your guests to love it and have that wow when they come in and not be disappointed by over-exaggerated pictures and overselling what you don't really have. That's super important to be upfront and honest because again, we want clean and comfortable and your guests will come. Thanks for joining us this time and as always, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? Subscribe to Enjoy Your Stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.